Welcome to the City Life Podcast. Our desire is to make Jesus known. We pray that these messages will help equip you to become a follower of Jesus who is empowered to influence and shape culture. Enjoy the message. Tonight's theme is really one word. It's wonder. W-O-N-D-E-R. It's about the wonder of God. Tonight, my prayer is that every one of us, and we corporately, rediscover the majesty, the vastness, the, the unbelievable transcendency of God. That's my prayer for you tonight. So rest your fingers. I'll have you back up here in a few minutes. You know, it's really easy to lose our wonder of God. It really is. Uh, what we do is we educate ourselves, and we are an educated society especially us city folks, you guys are educated. We're all educated. And, and what we tend to do because of that is, is we try to put God into a formula or, or, or a system, but God never fits into that. I mean, ever. I grew up in a pastor's home. And um, I'll just tell you, when you grow up in a pastor's home, and Joe DeForest, you could agree with this probably, because Growing up in a pastor's home, you just, you're, you're doing God's work all the time, and it's just so close, it's so normal, and it's, and it's very easy to lose the wonder of God. Because really, God's close, and God's intimate, and, 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 and it's easy to forget how awesome God is. And I suffered from that. But I started praying something a long time ago. I, I started praying, God, I want you to remind me in some huge ways from time to time about your majesty, your, your, the wonder. I don't want to just, I don't want to just be this guy that's like, yeah, I have a personal relationship with Jesus, la, 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 and just kind of go on with life and be my grouchy self, you know? I, I, I tell you, the wonder of God, I, I, I saw it when each of my sons entered this world and if you're a parent, you know exactly what I'm talking about. Until you are, you haven't experienced this. You, you, can't, you, can't, you can't understand. But as a dad, I see, I saw each of my children right after they were born and, and uh, looking at their little bodies so intricately knit together in the womb of my wife, Rebecca, their mother. And it's like, people can't do that. That's God. And I watched them grow into men of God. It's like, that's the wonder and the majesty. I tell you, some of the greatest wonder of God here tonight is right back there in that nursery. It is. I remember standing with my son Preston. I took each of my boys when they were 12 years old to the Grand Canyon. We went up to the North Rim and I prayed a prayer of blessing over them and called them into manhood at the age of 12. And, but I remember that was my first time to be up there. And I got up there with Preston and we got to the edge of the Grand Canyon and I stood there and just inhaled it. And I said, don't get too close, son. And he's like, what, Dad? What? I no, it's like a million miles down. I remember someone saying, ah, oh, it's just a big hole. And I got out there and went, oh my goodness. And I said, God, you're crazy, Macy. Looking at nature. I, 
I remember experiencing the wonder of God the, the first time I rode in an airplane. I was about eight years old, and we were going with my parents somewhere, and Southwest Airlines was brand new, and like, I gotta fly Southwest, and we, we got on there, and we got these little peanuts, and, and we flew on this airplane, and we took off, and I was looking down on the rest of the world, and I began to see the beauty of God's creation from the sky for the first time, and seeing it live. As a kid, I thought, God, you did that. God, you're, you're amazing. I remember experiencing the wonder of God when I was three years old. I, uh, I remember hearing, sitting in church, sitting on the front row of church, and, and, and hearing like Sunday school teachers and my dad talk about having Jesus in your heart. Couldn't figure out how that works. Like I, I'm a little kid trying to figure out just the logistics of that. How I knew my heart was here. How does Jesus, the big man, you know, get in there? And I, I you know, so I, so I went to the side. Dad, is he like going through our mouth to get in and live in there? And, and do we shrink him down? I didn't know. I didn't understand. And and uh, and I I was sitting on my dad's lap in Montesano, Washington, where my dad was pastoring. And and Dad said, I don't know, Tim. Timmy, <laughs> it's very simple. You just ask him to come in and his spirit comes into you. And I said, can I do that now, Dad? He said, yeah. I remember sitting with my dad in the living room, in the chair. And he said, I'll just pray a prayer. You pray with me. So I repeated the words after him. And I don't know exactly what the words were. I'm sure they were theologically accurate because my dad was a you know, pastor. And so I got to the end of the prayer. And I remember, I remember this. I, I also remember tears filling my eyes and I was, I was crying and I was repenting of the evil sins of a three-year-old, you know, stealing Cheerios or whatever I did. <laughs> but I even felt the wonder of God. I remember when I was baptized in water at the age of, uh, at the age of six and I, I said, okay, dad, it's time. And it's baptism Sunday and we did it, I don't know, maybe once a month or once every couple months. And and, and I, I, we went there, and I, I, uh, I, got, I got in the tank, and, and my dad baptized me. And when I came up, I just felt like I was this new, I, I felt just those waves of, it wasn't water, it was just waves of the goodness of God. I remember just going, oh my goodness. I've just crossed over into something new here. We're doing water baptism tonight. Some of you, you're going to experience the wonder of God. Some of you tonight here, you, you, tonight's your night to be baptized and you haven't yet planned on it but we're ready for you <laughs> i remember when i was filled with the holy spirit i was baptized in the holy spirit when i was 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 seven and that's that's, uh, that's different than being baptized in water but and uh i, w I was at a children's camp and, and and i was being prayed for and and the, the 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 person said you know who was preaching that day just said you know if you just want more of god and you want him just to fill you up so you can do great things for god just receive a, just a fullness of god and it's like well i want that i don't want just a little bit of god. a lot and i went and prayed and i remember just just crying and and praying i started praying in a language i'd never learned didn't understand i was, I was praying in tongues like whoa this is this is this is wild and I, I was filled with the holy spirit the wonder of god I, I remember going back to my dorm room that night with all the other kids and they were playing and going kind of going crazy and i just laid there on my bed going god this is the most amazing thing that's ever happened to me the wonder of god i remember experiencing the wonder of god when a missionary friend of mine about oh about 15 years called me up and said, Pastor, I'm coming back into town. Missionary in Siberia, he said, I, I need to have lunch with you. I need, I need to talk to somebody about something that happened on the field in Siberia. 
So I said, great, you know, come on. And he got there, and, and we, we met at the restaurant, and he was trembling, and, and I said, you know, tell me what's going on. He said, okay. He said, you're going to think I'm crazy, but this, this just happened. So for about two hours, he told me a detailed story of him holding a crusade with city pastors in some city up in Siberia, 5,000 people in this big city auditorium, and the stage was filled with pastors and everything, and right in the middle of his sermon, uh, in walks about 10 communists, and they were carrying in a corpse. And he said it was a bloated, pale corpse. He goes, it was a dead man. And they brought him up all the way up to the front, interrupted the meeting, and put him right down there on the platform in front of him. And they shouted out, and they said, if your God is real, then prove it. Raise this man from the dead. He said, I've never <laughs> didn't know what to do. But he said, I've got 5,000 people looking at me going, is God real or not? The communists are putting you up to a challenge. So he said, I told the, the, the pastors that were on the stage and the Bible school students that were there, I said, let's pray. <laughs> I mean, they don't, I'm telling you guys, they don't train you how to do that in Bible college. They, they, don't, they don't train you that. It's like, oh yeah, just read the Bible. You'll learn all that. He said they laid hands on the guy and they, they prayed for him for an hour. They said he slowly watched his bloated body slowly change. His skin turned from pale to pink. He felt warmth in his hands and then he remembers when his finger moved. And then his eyes began to flicker and the man woke up and sat up and that place came unglued. The communists fell on their knees and they said, we want to serve that kind of a God. And he said, I don't, I, he goes, I don't want to just be sensational and tell people I don't, I don't know what to do. He goes, but it really happened. I promise it happened. I'm like, well, I, I believe you. I'm like, you're not going to make this up. The wonder of God, I don't want to lose it. The wonder of God came to me one day. When I was, I was pastoring in Missouri, but we were on our way down to see Rebecca's family in New Braunfels, and we just needed a good Taco Cabana fix, because I'm telling you, the Mexican food up there is trashy. So anything, you know, Taco Cabana works really good when you've had that stuff. Uh, I call it Missouri Mex. It was just not right. And we saw Taco Cabana, I'm like, oh, it's been like two years since we had Taco Cabana, so we pulled into those Taco Cabana in Waco off of I-35, and went in there to get the food and that was when we were down we were down and very very low we'd just gone through some big ministry hurt and some pain we were just saying do we even want to do this you know and that's when an angel came up and ministered to me and to my family I know it was an angel prophesying over one of my sons I knew it was an angel when the guy who kept talking to us, like, I'm not quite sure, but this guy, he's, you know, maybe you've heard the story, uh, not to go into detail, but it's like, this guy, definitely in touch with God, uh, but I'm like, who are you? Yeah. And, uh, and then he said, well, those tacos sure do look good, and then my wife gives him her taco, and I'm like, oh, well, there, you lost your food, honey, I, you know, I don't know what to do. And the guy said, thank you so much, and got onto his bike, and then at that moment, I, I looked going, wait a minute, we have extra food here. Literally, food was multiplied right there. And I just said, where'd this come from? And I said, I didn't order this. You gave your food away, sweetheart. 
I opened it up. It was what my wife had ordered, except it was the, it was like, it was the same thing she ordered, except it was stuffed with like, it was the biggest, most overflowing taco you've ever had in your life, and you know it's true. And, and as soon as we opened it up, I would go, I said, oh my goodness. And I went, at that moment, I thought, whoa, where'd it go? He was gone. But he spoke words that ministered to my family. That's when the wonder of God's like, okay, God, you sent your angel over here to minister to us. The wonder of God hit me when this church became self-sustaining after people had told me over and over, it's not possible. I had people saying, you need to sell your building, get out of here, go buy some little building on the outskirts of town and, and, and try to survive because you're not going to be able to do this. this. This downtown stuff is way, 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 way overpriced and overrated. But I said, but there's a neighborhood here. There are people here who need Jesus. It's like, well, you can pastor anywhere, can't you? It's like, mm, my goodness, no. <laughs> and stuck it out and paid the price. The wonder of God. The wonder of God happened when the angel saw Mary at the tomb on that resurrection Sunday. She couldn't find Jesus. The angel said, He is not here. He's risen. Can you imagine the wonder of God? It just came over her heart. Easter's in two weeks. We're going to be celebrating the wonder of the resurrection of Jesus. We would have no faith if it wasn't for the resurrection. I want you to open your Bibles up to Matthew chapter 9, verse 1. I want to show you something really crazy there. See, I don't want you to ever lose your wonder of God. I don't, I don't want God to ever become commonplace, just like, oh, he's kind of just like everybody else, or it's just he's a religious system, or he's just some whatever. No, 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 no. And, and I tell you what, I, I started thinking about that as I was looking at the scriptures, I realized you'll, you'll actually know it if you've lost your wonder of God. Because instead of worshiping and being enthralled by God, what happens is you begin to find more pleasure in being critical or picking on the church or arguing with other people about God. I thank God we don't really deal with that here, but I, I've seen that. It's like, wait, you've lost your wonder of God because you're wanting to argue with people about all these little theology things that don't really matter. You're picking on your church and you're criticizing. Here, here's the truth. I have never known. And Pastor, you may, you may correct me on this because I've never known, and you, I doubt you have either, but I've never known a person to be a worshiper, a true worshiper, enthralled by God and also be a critical, argumentative person because they don't mix. And this revelation came to me. It's like, whoa. Look at Matthew chapter 9, verse 1. Cool little story. Follow along with me. It says it's not on the screens, only in your Bibles. That's where you got to find it, all right? Matthew chapter 9, verse 1. Jesus stepped into a boat. He crossed over and came to his own town. He was in Nazareth, place where he was raised, place where his daddy had trained him to be a carpenter. It says, and some men brought to him a paralyzed man lying on a mat. When Jesus saw their faith, keyword there, Jesus saw their faith. Jesus noticed it. He's like, okay, well, these guys have faith. He said to the man, he said to the man, he said, uh, take heart, son, your sins are forgiven. Well, there were people watching, 
It says that this, some of the teachers of the law, these are like the, the preachers of the day, they said to themselves, themselves, not a lot, but to, you know, this guy's blaspheming. Look at him. But knowing their thoughts, Jesus said, why do you entertain evil thoughts in your heart? What's easier, to say your sins are forgiven or get up and walk? But in order to show you that the Son of Man has authority on earth to forgive sins, I want to show you something he said to the paralyzed man. Look at this. Get up, take your mat, go home. The man got up and went home. Now, when the crowd saw this, they, not the critical people, but they were filled with awe. And that word awe is that same word wonder. They're like, oh, my goodness. We've just encountered something amazing. And it said, and they praised God. You see that? The awe and the wonder. And they praised God. The critical guys, they're not praising. They're still walking in their criticism. Now, flip a few chapters over to Matthew chapter 13. I want to show you something else. You see, here at City Life, we choose to be a worshiping church. That's a choice of ours. And Chris, I remember back in the beginning, we, we, we were trying to be a worshiping church, but we, you know, after about two songs, we're like, okay, that's enough. Remember, I was like, but, but we're, we're still going to do it. We're still going to do it. But, but, but it, it, was, it, was, it was dicey. Let's just call it dicey. But man, we had good hearts. We had good hearts anyway. But here at City Life, we've always chosen, this, cho chosen to do this since the very beginning. We're going to be a worshiping church, which means we're going to stand in wonder and awe of God. And, and around here, we, we decided from the beginning, we're going to be a worshiping church, and we're not going to be one that criticizes other churches. We're not going to be picking on people who don't do church the same way we do it, you know? Because the truth is, when we even as a church do that, it's clear we've actually lost our wonder of God. I wonder why that can happen to a church. Basically, that would mean that we have reduced God to, and his mysterious work, to a formula or a style or a religious system. Tonight I want to restore your wonder. I want to restore your awe in God. Matthew 13, look way down at the end of the chapter, verse 53. I'll jump through 52 verses to get there. Take a look at this. This is really cool. It says, when Jesus, Matthew 13, 53, when Jesus had finished these parables... He moved on from there, and coming to his hometown, okay, here he is again, he began teaching the people in their synagogue. He runs into problems here. Look what's about to happen. And they were amazed. Okay, see, that's the wonder. Like, where did this man get his wisdom and miraculous power? And then some people started going, isn't this the carpenter's son? Isn't this... Isn't his mother's name Mary? And aren't his brothers James, Joseph, Simon, and Judas? I mean, aren't all his sisters like with us? Where did this man get all these things? And they took, oh wow, wow. They took, in my Bible it says offense at him. They took offense at God. They took offense at Jesus. You see, the offended person can't engage in wonder because they're criticizing and they get offended. And they criticize and they get offended. And Jesus said, a prophet is not without honor except in his own town and his own home. And look, here's the sad 
little epitaph at the end of this story. And he did not do many miracles there because of their lack of what? Faith. See, faith is connected to wonder. I'm telling you, faith and wonder and worship, they go together. And when those things are together, God works. I mean, God does amazing things. Mark chapter 6, verse 5, you don't have to turn there, but it's the epitaph to the same story. I, I like the way Mark says it. He said that Jesus could not do any miracles there except lay his hands on a few sick people and heal them. And here's what's crazy. It says, Jesus was in wonder at their lack of faith. That's the first time I'd ever seen this in the scriptures. It says he was amazed, he was in wonder at their lack of faith. And so, so I started thinking, wait, so it's either like Jesus is going to be in wonder at us going, whoa, or else we're going to be in wonder of him. Somebody's going to be in wonder. Here's the deal, guys. I don't want God to be in wonder of me. I, I, either one or the other is going to happen. Wonder will happen. I, so I just make a choice. I choose to be, my heart to be in the wonder of the God of miracles. I want my wonder to be in the God who empowers, the God who fills me with his spirit, the God who heals me, the God who, who formed this world and made the beautiful creation, the God who gave his son to me. I will boldly worship that God. And I will live in wonder of him. And may God never, ever be in wonder of me. Because I don't have faith. I'm now critical. All I can do is just sit back and say, I don't know about this. I can't do this. I don't want God to say, wow, what is the deal with you? Today, my God of wonder, I believe he wants to heal in this room. I, yeah. I believe that he wants to rescue people from darkness. I believe God wants to fill you with his spirit. I remember walking into a couple places and experiencing wonder. It's interesting, two very different places in two different places of the world, but I experienced a very similar wonder of God. One was when I walked into this huge, beautiful cathedral of Notre Dame in Paris. And I walked in there kind of excited about the history. I mean, this is like, there's so much history in this place. And, and I walked in there and I was like, oh, the wonder of God overtook me. It's like, God. And all of a sudden, like, the praises of God have been flowing out of people's mouths and prayers out of this place for hundreds and hundreds of years. It's so gorgeous. And all I can do coming in here is I can't even think about all the history that happened here. All those history lessons are gone. All I can think about is the majesty of God. I sat in that cathedral. Oh, my sweetheart, we sat in there for a good hour just like, you don't even want to talk. In a totally different place in the world, um, 
It was 1995, my, my senior pastor who I served under said, well, you know, we had this evangelist who was supposed to come and preach at our church, but he can't come. He's stuck down at this church in Pensacola preaching, and he said, just come on down there and see what's happening. And so, so we went down there, and we drove out to Florida to, the, to Pensacola. I'm thinking, hey, you know, cool, we're going out to the beach. I kind of like that. And, uh, and so we didn't go to the beach. So, but but we, we, we were going out to, to um, the church just to just see him and visit with my pastor's friend, and we went out there, and and uh, and we drove up to the church. It was you know church time was in about was in in about an hour. And he said, yeah, we have to be here an hour early. And we go in through a back door. And we got there. And I'm, there were lines. There were probably about seven hundred people lined up in front of that church. And this is this is on a Thursday. About seven hundred people lined up in front of that church. Like I've never seen anything like this in my life. I was like, you know, I don't really want to stand in line because I get to go to church all the time. So I don't, but we got in through a back door and we walked in and we had a seat and they said, okay, sit down. Now don't give up because we're, we're going to open these doors. When we open these doors, it's going to get crazy. And they did. They opened the doors. All of a sudden, all these people started, you know, the lines, ah, people coming in, grabbing all these seats. And I thought, whoa, wouldn't it be nice to have a church like this? But that, that wasn't the big deal because then at the end of the service, this guy gets up and preaches. And I mean, it, it really wasn't the best sermon in the world. It was, I can't even remember anything he preached about. It really didn't impact me at all. Uh, I, you know, I felt God's presence there. But then all of a sudden, um, at the very end, he said, you know, if you want Jesus, come down here to the front. And I'm telling you, the people who had stood out in line for hours in Pensacola in the heat were like running to the front to give their lives to Jesus. And I melted. Like, I am in wonder of God. I've never seen this before in my life. You know, we don't ever try to want to, we don't, want, you know, we don't want necessarily try to be like that or try to be like Notre Dame. Or, all I have to say is, God wants to amaze you and God wants to awaken the wonder of Him in your heart again. Be looking for it in this place and in your life. And I believe God's going to restore some wonder into some people's lives tonight. He wants to amaze you. And it happens as we worship. I'm telling you, three things are connected. Worship, faith, and wonder. We worship God because we're in wonder of Him. That wonder of God opens up our hearts for faith. And God sees, hey, there's faith here. I'm going to show up and bam, and God does something amazing. And then we go, oh, our, our wonder grows even more. And then our, our faith grows anymore. And we worship more. That's how God works. Yeah. That is the crazy, amazing thing about God. That's what I want for our church, too. I need to come, back, come on back up and get on the keys now. I want you to, um, I just want everyone here to be introspective for just a moment. I want to ask you a question, first of all. If, you've <clears throat> if you're not in right relationship with Jesus, you've strayed from him, you're away from him, and, and tonight you want to make things right with God, or maybe you've never made the decision to really follow Jesus, you say, you know what, I just, I just need to do this. That's what I need in my life. I need Jesus. If that's the case, I just want you to close your eyes, everyone all across this room, just close your eyes and look into your own heart. Because here's what I'm going to ask you to do. I'm going to just to ask you to do something really, really simple. It's to lift your hand at the count of three so I can see it. 
And that way I can connect my faith with your faith and we can simply believe that the biggest miracle of all will happen in your life, that your sin will be forgiven and you will be on the road to a new life. That is the, you will feel it and you will know it. God will do something amazing in your heart and life tonight. If you need Jesus, if you need to make things right with God, you need to give your life to Jesus, I'm gonna ask you to lift your hand so we can pray, all right? That's your desire. One, two, three. Lift your hand. Hold it. Hold it up. Just hold it up. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Who else? I need Jesus. I need Jesus. Thank you. You Put your hands down. Who else? Who else? I need Jesus. I want to give my life to Jesus tonight. I'm going to ask us to all stand. We're going to pray together. We're going to believe for something wonderful. Going to be believe for something wonderful. Let's pray. Pray these words with me, team. Church, all believers, including those who raised your hands, say these words. Dear Jesus, thank you for coming into this world. Tonight I make the choice to serve you, and I'm asking you to forgive me of my sin to wash me in your blood, to change me on the inside. I want to give my life to you. Thank you for coming into my life. I'm yours, Jesus. And you're mine. Amen. Thank you for listening to this week's message from City Life Church. You can stay connected through Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. We look forward to seeing you on Sunday.